Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. All right, welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm here with Jill Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5. I'm super excited for this interview. We're going to talk about how to quit your job in six months or less. This is a super intriguing topic. I'm excited to dive deep and welcome Jill to the show. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped to dive in. Sweet. Let's do it. So let's let's start with, with this first question. I want to hear your story on the first six figures you made as an entrepreneur and your leap out of what you were doing and into entrepreneurship. Mm. Okay. So our first six figures that we made was with affiliate sites, actually. So we had Josh and I, who is my business partner and obviously life partner. (laughs) Um, We had a network of affiliate sites before we ever started or even thought of screw the nine to five. Um, we had about 30 different sites in different niches, like skincare, beauty, health, personal hygiene, supplements, all the things, high heels, all the things really. Um, and so through that, we made our first six figures and it had nothing to do with teaching business, nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Well, not nothing to do with entrepreneurship. It was entrepreneurship, but you know what I mean? I wasn't teaching how to do it. It was very faceless. My name wasn't attached. My face wasn't attached. Like it was very hands-off for us. And before that, Josh and I each had our own separate businesses. So I had a uh, social media management company and Josh had a software company. And both of us were feeling disenchanted with our respective businesses around the same time. And he was the one who said, well, what if we start a site together? And I was like, done. What do you want to do? And he's like, I think we should start an affiliate site. And I was like, yes. Uh, wait, what's an affiliate site? <laughs> like I was so green <laughs> to this kind of stuff. And he really was my first like teacher, my first mentor who led me through the whole process, taught me how to write for the web, taught me how to get traffic and rank on Google and create websites and all of that kind of stuff. And from there, like my first year, I was such a rookie, but gradually just like everything, the more you do it, you get better. And so that's how we made our first six figures. And then inside Screw the 9 to 5, how we made our first six figures was essentially teaching what we knew. We were teaching how to make money with affiliate affiliate sites, affiliate marketing. Um, and that garnered our first $100,000 inside Screw the 9 to 5. I love it. And I love that you brought up teaching what you know. So often entrepreneurs, especially when they're starting out or beginner entrepreneurs, they try to find something else that they can do outside of what they already know or Mm. what they've already been doing. So that's a very, very important tip that I just wanted to highlight there. Well, and I think that's mostly because they think it can't be that easy, right? Mm -hmm. Because most of the time we take for granted what we know. Oh, everyone knows that. No, (laughs) that is incorrect. Most people do not know what you know. Even if you think it's so basic or it's so obvious or whatever, there are people who do not know what you know. And if you position it right, it could be an easy six figures for yourself. So, so good. All right. I want to get into the concept of of quitting your job because Mm -hmm. especially in in today's world, I mean, that's something that a lot of people aim to do. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, things that drive that inside mm-hmm. of a person. Um, but if they're at that point where, okay, they've gone through all of uh, the processes inside of their own mind and life that they need to, and they're ready to make 
things happen? How yeah. do they do so? Okay. So I think it comes to, I mean, obviously there's so many steps that go into this, but just for time's sake, I'm going to cut it down to three. So the first is we have to get clear on our freedom number, right? And by this, I don't mean like your financial freedom number. I mean the freedom number that would allow you to quit your job. So to make sure that your bills are paid um, and you are not going into dire situations just to start a business and quit your job, right? So what is your freedom number? And this is really getting clear on like, what do you need for basic living expenses? Your mortgage or your rent, um, utilities, food, transportation, health, that kind of stuff. Just get clear on what that very basic numbers and shed away all the frivolous stuff that we tend to tack on. Well, I need to get my, my monthly mani petty. You know what I mean? Like that's gone at least for the time being until you get back up to where you were before you quit your job to match your salary. So what is that number? What do you need to make as a basic minimum as a bare minimum to get all your bills paid? Now you can either get your business up to that point like while also working in your job. So you're side hustling, or even if you have a runway, like a savings where you could use that to fuel this mission of yours, whatever that is, I really think that's a personal decision. I think it needs to be made with, if you have a wife, husband, partner, whatever, you have to loop them in. It's not just a sole decision on your end, but as long as all parties who are you know, connected to this decision are in line with that decision, then you can choose to make that decision however you like. Either quit your job and go all in and use your runway or you build it on the side until you hit that revenue number where you can confidently quit your job. But that clarity piece is so key in the beginning. I think a lot of people avoid that because it's one, people tend to think that numbers are confusing. Oh, I don't really know accounting, blah, 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 all the excuses. But that piece of clarity is the most critical first step because if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know where to aim or what the goalpost is, you'll hit it every time i.e. you will not hit it because you don't know what it is. (laughs) So really getting clear on what that um, number is for you so that you have a goalpost to work towards per month. Second piece is creating an offer. Like this is a no brainer. Now that you know what you have to make per month in order to quit your job, now you have to have an offer in place to actually make that amount. Um, Are you still with me, Cameron? Am I like going off on a tangent or are we good to go? Yeah, no, we're good. This is great. Okay, cool. So creating an irresistible offer, like we were already talking about, teaching what you know is such a great start. Now, I don't think in the beginning that if your sole intention is to quit your job, I don't think that should be done through things like, I'm going to create an online course or a membership or run a live event or anything like that in the beginning. I think one of the easiest ways to get your business off the ground and profitable in the beginning is a service business or a done for you service or a done with you service. So something that you provide as a service provider that people will pay you a decent amount of cash per service to execute on. So this is something like if you fancy yourself a really good writer, you could create a copywriting service. Or if you 
are super into health and nutrition, creating a meal planning service or an accountability service or anything like that where you are doing a service for someone. The reason for that is because you don't need a lot of clients. You can charge much more money than you know your first ever course where you don't really have an audience. And it's really easy to get clients with a done for you service because so many people are looking to save time or money and you can fill those gaps for them. So what are you really good at? Or what do you know really well? Or what are you really passionate about? Start getting clear on that and start looking for the common themes between those three categories and create a done-for-you service around something that you feel you could really knock people's socks off around. Is that kind of making sense right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's cool. actually a common thing, a common theme on the show. <laughs> oh, really? To yeah. create a done-for-you? Because it's such a no-brainer. It allows you to make... A, like at least a thousand dollars per client. And if you are sitting at a, you know, below six figure job slash salary, you don't need that many clients to replace your income. So that's why I love creating done for you services because they're so easy to get off at the ground. And then the third piece of that is obviously finding the clients. (laughs) So how do you do this? my favorite way to do this online, at least, is through free Facebook groups. And I know that that's going to be like, oh, great. Now I have to go hang out in Facebook groups and create all this content and do all these things. But really, Facebook groups are these little groups of gold because you can allow, you can use the search function inside groups to find out what people are talking about, what questions they're asking, where what roadblocks they're hitting, in relation to the done for you service you want to provide. So I would just, if I were anyone wanting to quit my job in six months, I would be laser focused on finding the groups that are packed full of the ideal clients or dream clients that I want to attract with my service. And I would be showing up in those groups, searching for threads, giving value and making connections in a big way. Because even though that feels like a long ball game, um, people will notice if someone repeatedly shows up and over delivers in a group. If you are coming from a place of service and not trying to be like all ulterior motive about it and like direct messaging people and trying to pitch your stuff like that does not work. But if you show up and you provide as much value, you give as much knowledge as you can, you help as many people as you can, and you are a true A player inside those free communities, people will reach out to you. And it's just a process of having like really um, editing your Facebook profile to be in line with what you want to sell. So maybe changing your cover photo or your bio, I help so-and-so do this, or I help so-and-so save time or save money or save, you know, whatever it is, shed weight, do this, do that. Whatever the outcome is that you help people do, um, put it in your bio And then if you have a website, drop that link, use it on your cover photo. People will check you out, especially if you're showing up in groups and really over delivering on the value. I think that's one of the easiest ways to start clocking clients. I've seen it in so many of the groups I've started. I've seen some true stars come into, especially my first ever free Facebook group, got up to around 45,000 people. I watched people create easily six-figure businesses just from the group, just from inside my group by showing up, creating these value-rich posts, never once hinting, hinting at a pitch and just showing up and serving. It, it was like, I don't know, it was just so mind-boggling how they were able to do it so consistently and just 
build this business out of nowhere. I remember one girl had a Facebook ad service and it just blew up. I think she hit like 150K in her first eight months or something like that because she knew that she had a service that was in demand. She charged a premium price for it and she didn't need a lot of clients. Now, did she work a lot because she was in a service business? Of course, it's a service. It's a done for you service. So you are managing clients. But if the whole goal is to get out of your business, or excuse me, get out of your job, then you'll do whatever it takes because you're committed to that. And so creating that done for you service that allows you to get people results, start creating clients, getting testimonials, and then using that to parlay that service into something more high, high leverage, like a course or a membership, or maybe you start, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just diversifying your revenue through things like affiliate marketing or promotions with other people, partnerships. There are so many ways that you can start creating additional revenue once you get that initial business off the ground with a dumb for you service. Did I just like fire hose you guys over (laughs) that? Like, I feel like I just went down a rabbit hole and yammered a lot. (laughs) No, no, it's great. So we, we, we touched on the three points. One was starting a service-based business and getting clear on your freedom number. Yeah, that's number one. Getting clear on your freedom number. And then the second one was crafting your offer, figuring out what you need to do, which creating a dumb for you, creating a dumb for you service. And then the third one is how to get clients. Yeah. And even, I mean, even if you don't want to sit inside Facebook groups, which I don't know, power to you, but then you're going to have, you're going to have to go to like your existing network and ask people, ask your friends and family, do you know anyone who's looking for this? A lot of people are uncomfortable with that. And so that's why I think Facebook groups are absolute gold for people looking to get their first few clients because they are one, there's so many groups on Facebook. It's crazy. Two, a ton of them have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of members. And three, it's really easy to show up and rock their worlds because most people just show up and take from groups. And what I'm saying is you have to go in and serve the hell out of them. That positions you as someone who is there, someone to watch, someone to reach out to, someone to be around. And then from there, your, your business really starts to take off. Yeah. I love that. I love that insight. I love that advice. It is one of the most powerful things that you can do when you're first starting out. Absolutely. I, I have a question off of what you said. So you, yeah. you mentioned a story about a, a woman who was in your group who showed up and served, who had a Facebook agency and it mm-hmm. blew up to six figures in eight months. Mm-hmm. And then you went on to say, you know, did she work a lot? Of course, she's a service-based company. Yeah. I want to, I want you to, to dive a little bit deeper on that real fast, because what I think happens so often is when people are looking to, to quit their job, they're reading books like, you know, the four hour work week, or they're hearing that entrepreneurs get to travel a lot and they step out of their business and the lifestyle outside of like a nine to five yeah. seems so much more enticing and the less of a workload or working Dude, that's towards only something you're because about. people are trying to sell a dream. If like, let's keep it real. You're an entrepreneur. Do you work like, do you not grind and hustle and clock a lot of hours Absolutely. right now? Of course. Of course you do. In the beginning, everything requires elbow grease. Yeah, you're going to have to clock a lot of hours. But it's not just like, oh, I have to, quote unquote, work hard for the sake of working hard. You're working hard to build an asset. You're working hard to build a life for yourself. 
an income stream for yourself. And if this is something you've never done before, then yeah, it's going to take a lot of time, especially in the beginning. But that doesn't mean that you're always going to be tethered to your desk. You know, once you figure this out, once you get a few years under your belt, then you can easily dial back how you how much you work. And also, if you don't have big lofty dreams of a million, two million, five million, ten million, whatever, if you're cool with just replacing your income or making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you just want to be more present for your family, then you can definitely work way less than you know what most people are clocking who have big dreams of hitting the seven figure mark. I just think in the beginning it's it's just unrealistic to not think you're going to put in a lot of hours. And truthfully, once you're out, you want to work a lot because finally you have your time back. You have, you're in control of your schedule. You call the shots in your life. Like this stuff, once you get, once you see results, it becomes so addictive and you do not want to stop. Um, I just think that the people who are selling the dream and saying, oh my God, entrepreneurship is so easy is because they have a motive behind that. And it's typically to sell a product or a coaching service or something that makes it seem like entrepreneurship isn't always a slog, but let's just keep it real. It can, there are days that are hard and there are days that are fun and there are days that are easy and there are days that are long. Like it's the exact same as a job, only you are in control. You call the shots. You are in control of your life, really. You say what clients you want to take. You set your own prices. You set your own hours. You set your the days you do want to work. You set your end time. Like You're in charge. You're responsible for your life. You call the shots. But there's for sure a lot of work involved, especially in the beginning. Love it. Yeah, I definitely wanted to touch on that to not steer anyone in the wrong direction. I just think like, especially the first three years, like the first three years, but it's so fun at the same time. Like, yes, yes, it can be an emotional roller coaster for sure. But that's just because, again, you've never done it before. And so your emotional fitness isn't as in shape or in line as it will be years down the line. Like my first year of business was the most emotional year of my life. It also happened to be the year I was getting married. So like never do that Um, because starting a business with your fiance and then hoping you guys get married that year is really challenging. Um, But my first three years, like I was just an an emotional roller coaster. It was just like ups and downs and ups and downs and failures and successes, but it shows you what you're made of. And I truly believe that the quality of your life is determined by the amount of uncertainty you can wade through at any given time. And so if you can, if you can handle that, if you can emotionally handle that, and if you can stay committed to what you're really here to do, and if you're truly, truly committed to calling the shots in your own life and being in charge of your hours and your income and projects you take on and who you work with and the opportunities that come into your life, then you'll put in the hours and you'll do the work and you'll make it work. And then you just know on the other side of that is where the true freedom comes in. Hmm, Beautiful. Thank you for the words of wisdom. Second question I had out of what you said. So we've, let's assume the people listening have gone through the first three steps. What I want to touch on that I think is very important after, you know, you've crafted your offer, you've gotten some clients is the success that those clients have so that you retain them. And it's not a quick churn month after month where you're constantly Mm. scrambling for things. How do you help people accomplish that? 
Hmm. I would have a service that needs ongoing support. So maybe even after your first deliverable, like maybe your service is, you know, this one finite thing, I will create or do this one thing for you. But then there's a maintenance option or a check-in service or voice access, like through Voxer or something like that, where they can continue to get support from you or ask questions or anything like that. I would be looking to create like tiers. So one is just the deliverable that you, that you, promise. And then the second piece is like more of a advanced option or a VIP option. And that comes with, you know, once you get this one thing, then we go into maintenance mode or we go into accountability mode or whatever you want to call it. But there is a monthly fee attached to that, that allows you to not have to like, it's, what am I trying to say here? It's not really like the doing of the work at that point. It's the accountability or the support or the maintenance side of things, the convenience that you're charging for after the fact that you've delivered this outcome or result or benefit to people. That's kind of what I would suggest to people. Now, granted, I lasted, I think maybe three months in a dumb for you service because Josh and I went off the F and deep end and had all the dumb for you services. We built websites. We did keyword research. We wrote your content for you. We built links for you. Like we had five different done for you offers and they filled up so fast that we drowned like that. Like we were so busy and so overwhelmed. So don't do that. Maybe stick to one, stick (laughs) to one service. (laughs) Um, But the thing I would have done if we continued down that road is to create this maintenance package where it allowed a check-in or a weekly call or, you know, you continue to do something in a smaller capacity for people and they pay a monthly recurring fee for that. Love it. Love that answer. I appreciate the the wisdom you've provided so far. No worries. What else you got for me? (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you a few questions to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, sweet. The first one, this one isn't a, a templated question at all. It's actually, I'm curious, just based off the conversation we've had so far, how you, like what you implement or what you do to deal with the not so great days of being an entrepreneur. Mm, I've done a lot of inner work over the last probably two years, maybe just a bit under two years because the not so great days are just a reality of entrepreneurship. You have not so great days in a job and you're going to have not so great, great days in a business. And I really think that it's a process of becoming aware of the thoughts you're thinking on those not so great days, because that self-awareness around the thoughts you think, the feelings you feel, the beliefs that you believe is the catalyst for the next level of yourself. And so if you can become aware of the thoughts you're thinking or the way you're showing up in your life and you can get clear on what that is and where it ties or where it stems from so that you can understand it so that when it comes up again, you can catch it in the moment. This is something I do all the time. I literally say out loud, cancel. Like once I've become aware that my thoughts are off and I catch them, I then say cancel like a weirdo out loud. And then I create the new thought. I want to think. And it's, it'll feel weird in the beginning because it feels so forced because we're so used to thinking by default and not design that we let our thoughts happen to us. And our brains are wired to look for problems. They're wired to keep us safe. All the things that probably your listeners have already heard, but it's when you become aware of those thoughts that are going down on a 
minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day basis, they're constantly churning out. I think that's when you can take power over, take back the power over how you show up, the bad days, the good days, the feelings you think the feelings you feel, the thoughts you think, therefore the actions you take and therefore the results you get. But I really think it starts from this ability to be self-aware and and really acknowledge the thoughts you're thinking so that you can shine a light on them and consciously upgrade them. Because if not, you're going to keep repeating the same habits over and over again. And you're going to feel like the days repeat themselves. They're always shitty. They're always heavy. They're always emotional. They're always dark. I call them entrepreneurial cave days. It's like the days you just want to crawl into a cave and pretend nothing's happening, right? Those are the days that you really have to look at the thoughts you're thinking because you're in control of all of it. And if you let it happen by default and not design, you're going to be at the mercy of this like, monkey brain as everyone calls it. But I really think that that's the first step. I love it. And then, and then also straight up, honest to God, experience. Experience is our biggest teacher. And if you go through enough ups and downs, I remember Tony Robbins talking about this, this emotional fitness. Like if you go through enough ups and downs, you start to spot it coming on. You're like, ah, I know exactly what this is. And it doesn't have any weight behind it, or at least not as much weight. And it really comes down to also the interpretations or the meanings you're assigning to things. Like, what are you making a, a shitty day mean? Are you, are you making it mean that you're not cut out for this? That all days are going to be shitty? That it's never going to get better? That you're never going to make money? Or are you like, you know what? My thoughts were off and I caught them. I canceled them and I created new beliefs and now I'm back on track. It really is just a muscle. And if you can assign positive, supportive, empowering meanings to all the thoughts you think, then you can really start to turn your days around. I love that. What is one non-negotiable habit you implement every day? Oh, me time. Me time. I'm so, so guarded with that now. Now, especially that my son's in daycare, I'm just like living my best life because I have like nine hours a day where I'm in control of my time again. So non-negotiables, me time. So like time to read or time to just like sit in stillness, um, time to work out religiously every day. I've really made that a habit for myself. And then um, time to just hang out with my hubby and connect with him and get on the same page as to what we're doing that day work-wise so we can be intentional with how we show up in our business. Because for so long, we were reactive and now we want to be proactive. So we are in the driver's seat and we control how things go, where they go, how they go, when they go, what happens, why it happens, all the things. So having that me time in that space is critical for us. So, so important. What do you like to spend your time and money on outside of business? Mm, Experiences all the way. Travel, going into great meals, great people, um, events, um, traveling with our son. Like we did, we did four months traveling from Toronto to Florida, to Puerto Rico, to San Diego, to Australia, to Bali, back to Australia and then back to Toronto when he was just about a year old. And I'm just, I'm so glad we took the time out of, not the time out of our schedule. Like we really made our business work around that, but that is always my favorite way to spend money and time. What has been the most important book you've read as an entrepreneur? Hands down, a happy pocket full of money. I actually just got that question on an interview I did right before this. It's my life read. Like I'm on my fifth read of it this year. Um, 
it was a life shaker for me. Like it's my favorite. It's my Bible, a happy pocket full of money by David Cameron Jacondi. It is the shit. And it is like the best, most, um, just like basic, but really in-depth explanation on how to take control of your life and create a life that really means and matters to you, means something to you and really matters to you. Love it. Rachel Peterson recommended the same one yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Rachel <laughs> is Rachel Bell Peterson. Uh, no, Rachel Peterson. Uh, From social media, social mm-hmm. media university or whatever. Yep. Yeah. She was one of our screw you members. Her, she used to have Rachel Bell Peterson and we called her RBP, but I know. Oh, really? Yeah. I RBP. had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was one of our first like OG members. She was great. I love wow. her. Wow. She's like one of your biggest case studies. Yeah. She's such a hustler. She was so great. I remember she came into our community when she was still at her job and she would do hot seat calls with us in one of the conference rooms. And anytime someone would come around, she'd be like, Oh, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> but she's, she's such a hustler. She's, a perfect example of what I'm talking about because she built it on the side until she got her business up to the place where she felt comfortable quitting her job. And then it was like, she was on fire after that. Yeah. Yeah. She's been on fire ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, Good for her. Such a cool chick. What are some tools or software that your business cannot function without? Mm, Workflowy. Oh my God. My husband is a nutcase for this. Like the whole business essentially lives inside Workflowy. Everything, all our procedures, all the to-do lists, all the projects, all our content batches, everything, all pieces of information, all ideas, everything that we do inside Screw the 9 to 5 lives inside of Workflowy. Such a great software. He's obsessed with it. I don't even like, I only go into it when I have to. (laughs) Josh runs the team and like the ops of our business. I'm the pimp. I do like this stuff. I talk to people, I build relationships, I do interviews. And so I only go into it when I have to, but he is in it every single day. Like he runs the whole team through it. He runs all projects through it. Everything happens inside Workflowy for us. Love it. Do you have any parting words of advice for the people listening? Mm, You can do hard things. And I just, one of my favorite James Wedmoreisms is anything is possible 100% of the time. And the minute I heard him say that, I took that shit so seriously. And so I'm always thinking to myself, when I want to do hard things or when I have a big lofty goal or whatever it is, and you know how you immediately doubt yourself, you're like, but will I really be able to do that? I always think to myself, anything is possible 100% of the time. And then I also have a mantra that I, I repeat to myself, ad nauseum. Like if you were in my head, you'd be like, okay, we get it, Jill. But the minute I'm awake, like after I wake up and I'm consciously awake and I'm like thinking my own thoughts, I think this, or I say this exact thing to myself all the time. I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. I've been saying that to myself for at least a year now. So that when things happen that go in line with what I wanted, I'm I immediately I'm like, oh, that happened because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. Like, I believe it so hard now. And I just, I think I said this before, like, I believe that you will experience in your life that which you believe with certainty. And so I've really committed to that one mantra and I've just made it such a part of my daily routine. I love that. I'm stealing that from you. Please do. Not the chick part, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the type of dude who gets everything he wants. (laughs) Yes. It's perfect. And it it really sets you up to win. I really believe that. And if you can say it to yourself over and over and over again until you innately believe it, 
I really think that magic happens in your life. Amazing. Amazing. Joe, where can people go to join your community and learn more from you? Mm, easiest way, screw the nine to five.com all spelt out or no number, all spelt out, no numbers, or come hang out with us over on Instagram at screw the nine to five or listen to our podcast over at the Beautiful, beautiful guys. I will put all that stuff in the show notes. I'll link directly to that in this episode. You'll be able to go straight there and become their next case study. (laughs) I love it. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jill. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.